Washi. 17 p.m. Small talk, via text, and you thought he was an ex But you know this ain't the feeling, cause I treated you the best Explaining how you feeling, but it hit you in the chest Now it's harder when you're healing from a breakup in a mess Don't wipe it, don't wipe it Don't care how much you like it Don't wanna cut you off, but girl, I think we gotta knife it Cause I, I'm on a mission, I'm on a mission 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 I'm on a mission I'll be on a mission I'll be on a mission I'm on a mission on a mission, said I'd hit a hundred, then I did it on commission. And they know I'm on a mission. If you ain't got the recipe, then get out of my kitchen. And they know I'm on a mission, said I'd hit a hundred, then I did it on commission. And that was Washi's hit single, Mission Impossible. I'm Mike with another edition of the Turntable Teachers here. Class is officially in session. Hope everyone's doing well. We got uh, school is back in session, uh, real school, not just this school. To kick off the new school year, I got a very special, actually two guests with me. One is Boston rapper Washi and his very good friend Colby. And Washi, I just recently saw him play at Icon nightclub uh, for a Glenn Levitt event, and it went really, really well. And uh, we connected, and he's on the show. So Washi and Colby, welcome, guys. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Mike, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, Mike's my first time on any type of podcast or anything <laughs> like this. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, dude, of course. No, yeah, yeah. No, it's, you guys will be a lot of fun. You guys, we, uh, we're talking before this, and uh, I think this will be a really good one. So, yeah, Washi. So, like I said, I, I again, we bumped into each other at the Glenn Levitt show. First of all, great job, by the way. I really enjoyed your performance a lot. There were a couple of great performances that night from Marcel Stefan, uh, who... Spoiler alert, I don't want to say too much about this, but he'll, uh, we got some collaborative things in the works for Marcel, so shout out Marcel. And um, Zafir, was that the other guy's name? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and he was, he was a really good performer too. Yeah, so I want to just talk to you about a little bit about, you know, kind of how, how did you kind of get in touch with those, uh, with people at like Glenn Levitt, and how did that kind of come about? Uh, first off, thank you, brother. Um, so I got um, in touch with that through Syndicate Clothing, and been working with them for a couple of years now. And our visions kind of align very well. So whenever they put on an event, I'm always happy to go out there and perform for them. They put together a panel of speakers in all industries from literature to tech to anywhere from MTV. And then they, they also make partnerships with bigger companies anywhere from Gucci to Crocs to Glenn Levet. This one happened to be Glenn Levet launching their new Scotch and they're doing a tour that launched that night in Boston that's going to be kind of this business model. Syndicate brought them on board and made it happen in this city for them. That's awesome, man. And I, oh, I want to go back to something you said, too, about like how many different speakers that were there and kind of just the different sort of forms of art that people were doing and things like that. 
the the book was really interesting to me. It will, I actually have a funny story for you guys about that. Uh, kind of a bad a fuck up on my end. I uh, <laughs> so obviously I'm an English teacher, right? We were talking a little bit about school, like before we kind of went yeah, on this. Of course. And so I was very intrigued that there was a book there, right? And so I'm with, you know, obviously my cousin Mike. So shout out Mike. He was on the show, our Boston Calling review. If you guys haven't uh, checked out that episode, I would definitely go check that one out. It's a good one. And uh, but anyway. So we were leaving and Mike and I were like, oh, yeah, we have to take the a copy of the book like because they were giving away the book for free. And like, obviously, yeah, English teacher, I'm going to read. Of course. So I'm in the Uber, right? And I uh, so I said, get back. Dude, I left the freaking book in the Uber. <laughs> oh, no. <Did> you <laughs> and I wanted to read it so item? bad. Was that, no, dude, it was funny. I was like, I didn't even Shoot. think about it. So, but Mike has a copy, so, so I'm gonna borrow his. But it's I don't know. okay. Maybe we'll put this clip on uh, on my story, and we'll tag uh, Rhonda, <laughs> and maybe she'll be looking to help out. But uh, I actually funny, started yeah. that book two days ago. Oh, did you really? Yep. Nice. Uh, Rhonda Viteri's, and I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Um, but Rhonda's an absolute boss, labeled one of the top 50 most powerful women in the tech industry. Oh, wrote shit. that. Uh, I'm about 20 pages in, and this amount of things she's done with her life is everywhere from CIO to author to traveling to India. It's just, she's an absolute boss. So, That's so dope, dude. Um, we've yeah. been in touch since the show. Uh, I love her energy. And What's that's the type of people that Syndicate really connects with. And I think that's you can definitely feel it at those events. Like you can, It's not only from the speakers or the performers or the companies, but that attracts the same energy. You know, energy kind of comes full circle. So I think that's one of the things that makes those events so awesome is the amount of positive energy, success-driven energy, and just polished. Well, yeah, dude, there's something to be said for that. I love what you just said about energy. Like, I feel the same way. I read something on, I think it was like, I didn't want to even say it, it was just like some weird, like, inspirational thing on Instagram, something stupid. But it was like, you have to pay attention to, like, anybody in life, that whoever around you, like, pay attention to the energy that they give off. Like, how do you feel when you're around certain people? And if you're not listening to that, intuition that energy like if someone's giving you you know negative energy but you surround yourself with them like to kind of push that away and i think that's like super important like i said like you know colby i haven't i don't know you from a hole in the wall like i've never met you and you know washi hits me up like can i bring colby and i'm like i'm very welcoming i don't give a shit i'm just like hey come <laughs> right, through man right, you know what right, i mean but like already talking to you for like half an hour before we started this or whatever like you just got good energy bro you guys both do and like it's one of those things like you have to Obviously, no matter what you do, I think it's so important to surround yourself with like people that bring nothing, like not only bring you up, but like feed you that positive energy you're talking about. Like it's so important, dude. Whether it's just personal relationships or business relationships Absolutely. or like anything like that, man. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I think it's like so important. But eight million percent, and you touched on something that's just as important <laughs> as to putting that out is recognizing it. Yes, and yes, I think that's yes. almost harder sometimes because some people don't want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like some right. people are so okay with just kind of like towing the line and just kind of like trying to or falling in line rather i should say like of how they think they should act or it's just because like maybe some certain person's been in their life for so long even if they're starting to like give them negative energy they keep them around like shit like that you know i mean you see it with professional athletes like all the time like dudes that like mooch off of them and shit like that right like i think what you just said is you know uh one of the big reasons you know speaking for myself probably for brand too is why you know being in Boston, just moving to Boston, you know what I mean, was, you know, a big thing for us just because we're, you know what I mean, we come from an area, you know, Western, a similar area where, you know, people just are so okay with that stagnant, you know, attitude, Stagnant's right, where they don't want, it. you know, they don't want more from um, from life, you know what I mean, and, you know, I think that's one thing that definitely drove me, I know Brandon could speak on it yeah. for him, but that's definitely one thing I did for me, you know, I think that's one 
think that's special, you know, moving away from where we were to yeah. get out here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that that's like, well, that's a big move, right? To take your life. Like, so you guys are from, so it's Ni- around the Niagara Falls area, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm from small town right next to Niagara Falls, but he's from Niagara Falls. Yeah. So. Essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And, you all, and you guys grew up together, obviously. No. No. You did no, not. No, oh, wow. No, okay. No, all right. Yeah. So how did, so how did you two meet then? How did, how did that kind of all come about? <laughs> um, honestly, I would, I, I would honestly say, um, so like. One of his good friends growing up, I started working with him when I was like 16 at a nursing home. Oh, okay. No and no then way. we kind of met through that on top of playing against each other in hockey just because we were I kind see. of rivals, like I our see. schools. So. Gotcha. Um, and Red Brick. Yeah, and Red Brick. <laughs> hoop spot. That's Pick up hoop basketball. Spot. Yeah. No kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's <laughs> so funny to me because so I'm a basketball coach. And this is, again, another conversation we had, you know, right. off the yeah. air. How it's so funny to me how so... Um, I grew up playing hoops, right? right. And like same thing with, with Mike, right? My cousin, you know, my cousin Mike. That, yeah, he, who, and that's and that's he how grew we up playing hockey, though, didn't he? he oh, Mike, yeah, yeah Mike yeah, played yeah. hockey. And I mean, I don't think Mike's picked up a basketball ever. And I mean, I have no interest in picking up a hockey stick. I mean, I watch hockey, like right. I'm just a sports fan, but I have no interest in it. So it's funny to me though, because I would never think to go play pickup hockey. And you guys are hockey players, but you play pickup basketball. So that's like very yeah. rare. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're yeah. when a sports man, those two sports, you pick one or the other, man. Like legit. So it's kind of funny you guys play pickup basketball. Well, it's easier to like <laughs> hop on a basketball court. You know what I mean? Like okay, oh, well, it's, absolutely. It's, it's that Saturday. Is true. That is it's so true. Saturday at like eleven a.m. with your friends. You want like what are you gonna be like? Yo, you want to go grab ten hockey bags, rent ice time, and f- try to find enough people to go play pickup hockey, or do you want to go to Red Brick and get a basketball? To even add to that, I mean, <laughs> you know, the difference is that, like play pickup hockey. Yeah. Now you got now you're doing that. You I mean organizing ice time is one thing. Then you have to get people to pay, right? It's expensive, yeah. right? It's like like you said, like so it's like you just can go pick up a basketball, walk down the street to a court, <laughs> and call your friends. Hey, come, bang, you got like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Got a pickup right. session, so. Fine. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, and I play as much as I can. Absolutely. Like obviously, still like trying to stay in it, but uh, you know, as you get older, you guys, you guys, I'm sure can see like things don't always life. work. Life happens. <laughs> life happens, life. and then also physically, things don't work quite the way they used to. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. I feel like after I play, I'm like, oh, my knee didn't, my knee hurts now. My knee never used to hurt that way. Like it's like, yeah, exactly. you know, it kind of yeah. sucks <laughs> getting older. But anyway, not that we're like old, but you, know, you feel me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, so. I want to go back to something I was saying a little earlier and then we got off on that. But so you like, I want to just commend you guys for number one, because like I said, I don't, I guess I just met you Colby and I mean, watch it. I mean, I know you through my, my cousin barely, but, and we've exchanged a couple of text messages, but again, you guys seem like chill ass dudes, but I want to commend you because it's so difficult, obviously. And as you probably knew, and cause you've done it, and I can't say that I've done it. So, but to pick up your whole life and move it to somewhere else. And like, cause that, cause that unknown is like, so just kind of scary. So what was it like kind of for you guys like moving to this area and like kind of what was like your, your purpose to kind of move here? I mean, what, what kind of brought you guys to Boston? Kind of, we have different takes on this because we were very different situations. Yeah. Um, well, so, it's, it's funny you guys both got here though. It's, right. You guys are homies, <laughs> but like you also got here yeah. too. Exactly. It's yeah, really cool. Facts. Um, I mean, some things just kind of fall into place. Some things you have to put into place and some things are in between. And freshman year of college, I was out in West Palm doing construction work. Year after that, I was out in the Florida Keys in South Beach working at a, doing activities coordinator at a billionaire's club. And then I was in Buffalo. And then I just went, I just, I had a couple job offers and I chose by kind of city and Boston seemed cool. I came out here right after college and I was, went from like, living in a fraternity house and being with like 
30 of my friends all the time to being completely alone in this giant ass city and and i went through a breakup at the time and like it was probably one of the biggest adversity periods in my life because i was completely alone out here yeah i mean that's not easy i look back and i love it (laughs) That's kind of what this, the whole song Mission Impossible is about. My whole jump from that whole life to 100% to this lone wolf chapter. First of all, that's one of my favorite songs of yours, by the way. And I Thank think when, when, so that was one of the songs you performed at uh, Icon at the Glen yeah, Levin oh, yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, it was funny because I mentioned it to you. So I can't remember who the artist was you said because, uh, so I came up to you and I remember I said, yo, that song is dope. Like, obviously your lyrics on that, like I, I enjoyed that song a lot just for like the message of it. But I was like, oh, like the instrumental was dope as hell. I love the keys or whatever. And they said, who'd you say that that's that's from? And then that's a that's a petite biscuit. Petite remix. biscuit remix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just it, so it was an EDM beat. Like that. Well, that's not even you don't like Google instrumental for that. Sure. My, my friend Tom Broman found it. No kidding. And it's just an EDM song. He's like rap over this. I was like, what? It's already a song. So I literally just rapped over the full song. It worked out well because it's one of it my favorites. It worked out dude. cool. <laughs> and then really I sent cool it to uh, True Sound, and he put like those when the beat drops he, he kind of makes it the hook really come in yeah no it's a it's a really really like i, I love i love that beat drop at right after right at the the hook after you do your yeah hook. that's it's, all that's all really good on that he, yeah. he's very very good at what he does yeah no and i and i love your just you know your ability to not only rap and sing but you just had like, like a lot of good you can just you can hear your emotion in that song Facts. you know what i'm saying because you Facts. can because it's, it's funny to hear you mention that song being so important to you with your journey because you can like i said you can hear that you know, I, I didn't know the st- background story behind that, and obviously, you know, before I, you know, right now. So it's yeah. just, it's, it's really cool, like to to hear that. We recorded you know? that in about forty minutes, front to back, because I, I just had a lot to say and about that, and it just was like front to back. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that track a lot, dude. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Uh, big big fan. And then, so what what else did you perform that night? So did you did did you do feeling you did feeling I did, different yeah, as I did, well, I did right? Feeling different. That's the latest single. And then I did um, Dow Jones. Dow Jones. Okay. Yeah, she and did those two I tracks. And a new one. That oh yeah, what was? Oh yeah, that what was the new one called? Um, I can't remember now. I, I got, I'm probably gonna call it Party All Night. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't have a name for it. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> well, I've so right now. So I this is a turn. Hold on, this guy. This is a turntable teachers exclusive. This, he's announcing the name of his track on our <laughs> podcast. This is this is a huge moment for us. Okay, people, huge moment. <laughs> so I might as well keep. Well, so I mixed that in the Uber ride on the way there. Oh, that's, I remember you saying um, that. So I was nervous about how it was going to sound over the speakers. And, w- well, before anyone got there, I went and I threw it to the, um, the, DJ, the DJ threw yeah. it on. He's like, yeah, it sounds good. I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really funny. That's got, uh, I guess I'll release more information. Uh, so Johnny Yang's going to feature on that track. He's coming up. He's finishing up his verses weekend. Oh, cool. Cool. Awesome, man. That's going to be great. So we can expect a drop for that this year? Oh yeah, absolutely. This year, before yeah. the end of the year, cool. Way before. Awesome. Oh, yeah, dope. Very awesome, soon. dude. Awesome. Yeah, I wanted to say, well, uh, another thing too. I kind of when I walked because I'd never been Icon before. Obviously, I'm a Boston guy, but I'm not a big club guy because right. I just don't. I mean, I feel that. I'm just not, <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't. I, I'm not a big club guy. Like, I'll go to a bar. I like bars, right? You know, I think anybody that's in their twenties like likes going like. But I'm more of like okay, I like going to a sports bar or like a. In the summertime, like going like waterfront bars, like restaurants like that. Yeah, vibes. Right, and then going out, yeah. Or like uh, in the summertime, I'd rather go to like, you know, the Envoy Hotel, the top of the Envoy Hotel or like versus Look like, a, like yep. or like, or yeah, or Yotel versus like a club. I mean, I'm not, I'm just not a club guy. Just like anyway. a vibe, yeah. 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 So I've never been to Icon, but 
I was kind of disappointed with how big the stage was. The stage was kind of tiny. So I feel like for you to be able to like, because you work in such a limited space. And I was like, I would almost hate to perform on that because it wasn't that big of a stage. Like you, you don't, I mean, dude, that was that, that um, uh, kind of anomaly there of like how big that stage was. Cause I was stunned at how tiny it was. Bro, you could put me on like literally a diving board at this point. Dude, right. I, I know I've because been... you did so well with it. You were moving around on it. Cause I'm like, I'm like, bro, knowing me and my fucking clumsy ass, I'd be falling off that shit. <laughs> so like for you and one of the other guys, the Saphir guy, he did great too. He was like in the floor. He was yeah, so that was funny. Dope. He, yeah. He was, that was dope with him. His shit. He was just like, fuck the stage. I don't even care. I know. Like, I need to get off. He's like, I'm shit. not doing that shit. And, um, that was smart. It is. It was smart. Yeah, of him. Yeah. Oh my god. But anyway, it was wicked funny, and I was like, "How is he gonna work with this stage?" And I mean, you did great with it. But I mean, yeah, it's funny. You can work on a diving board. I I like. You just gotta. You just gotta (laughs) kind of like know what your energy is gonna be, no matter your environment, and you gotta pick the energy you want going into it. And you're gonna obviously you have to gauge where the crowd's at, um, feeling wise. But no matter what the environment is, you can't let that dictate. And that goes off of anywhere from beginning to middle to when you're at the Grammys. Because if you're looking at the Grammys as the Grammys, you're going to be scared shitless the first time you go up there. Well, it's the, yeah, because it's the Grammys. (laughs) I mean, like, shit. The Grammys, hell yeah. One of my favorite Grammys performances actually this year was Travis Scott and James Blake. Stop trying to be God, bro. And then when he went right into No Bias. Did you guys watch the Grammys or did you not? Did you not? Do you guys not, do you guys not watch the Grammys? I haven't been watching awards shows. I no, can't lie. I'm, I'm a, yeah, yeah, I no haven't shit. either. Oh, wow. All right, so I'm alone on this one. I well, I guess we yeah. did a Grammys review on okay. our my partner Cody and I. We did the Grammys review, and I, when we did the review, I, I loved that Travis Scott. Um, I, I don't know, guys. You know that song "Stop Trying to Be God" yeah, and, and, and yeah, Nobody yeah, Sanders yeah. off that. Yeah, so he yeah. did that, but he did a really cool rendition of it. Like it was even more slowed down than that. And it, Earth, Wind, and Fire in the background yeah, doing their sweet. thing, and wow. Um, it was, oh my God, it wasn't Stevie Wonder, uh, not Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's on the track doing the harmonica, but it wasn't Stevie Wonder. Uh, oh my God, one, maybe it was the other guys from Earth, Wind, and Fire doing the harmonica. But anyway, it was dope. It's just cool to see all the different types of performances that you see on an award show like the Grammys, you know? So it's, but yeah, it's all totally different besides. People but, always, people go all out too on those things. Like, you know, I don't watch the show, but like, I'll catch the clips. I'll see whatever on Twitter. And yeah. Stuff, just people going nuts about yeah. it or whatever, but. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're right. It is cool. Like I said, I never really watch it, but like just seeing the little clips and bits and pieces is, is nice. Just seeing what they have on too. Like it's, people's outfits are so crazy on those things, dude. Like it's just it's, it is. Yeah, it is a money. It is a money grab. Absolutely. I mean, it's not really. No, like, the, it, right, and, the, and it is a little scripted. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of oh, yeah, annoying yeah. and political. I mean, oh my god, Cardi B winning rap dude. album here. I'm fucking sorry. So hold on. All right. So but yeah. So with. Travis, back to Travis Scott. I don't know if you guys watched his documentary, his new documentary. Oh yeah, I know because oh, we, because yeah. you, and I, I had a brief conversation with you about yeah, it, very yeah, brief, yeah. Uh, Washi, where like we were both. Uh, I, I personally, for me, uh, I thought the documentary was very weak, and I feel like I learned literally nothing about Travis Scott. Like I, I feel like all I learned is like Travis is a dope performer, but I've seen him on the Grammys, and obviously seen some of his stuff on YouTube and I'm like, yeah, he's a dope performer. I totally agree. Never seen an actual show of his, but I mean, I mean, it was, was the only good thing I've got out of that was like, he was obviously upset that he lost to Cardi B who I, I don't think should have won, but like still, I, that, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think, I think Walshy had, uh, quoted it and then I responded to what he had said because he was like, Oh, thank God somebody said it. So then I was I felt like a little I was like, Oh God. I was like, see, I just I guess I interpreted it from a different angle because I just thought like, you know, maybe that wasn't the point to like cause you know, it wasn't like a typical documentary where it's like, yeah, let me learn about someone's life and who they are. I think it's 
you just saw like maybe behind the scenes a little bit of inside of like his road a little bit like maybe not actually about him but like maybe not who he is or not or not where he came from but who he is right like maybe how he feels right just to see that because we don't really see that right we just see what's on tv and for him to just put clips together it was different right so yeah it, it, it was like a breath of fresh air to me because i do like docs uh a, a ton but like it was it was different it was different and i think that's that's what it was for me that really drew me in so it was different that's true and i mean i take that over like a whole movie of like baby clips of his childhood right like, no i mean i'm not that. yeah i'm not asking for that i just right. wanted a little bit more personal of course like i feel like every like all the footage was just i mean he wasn't really saying much no. and it, it was just right. kind of things happening which is i mean which is cool right it was aesthetically pleasing there was a lot of yeah. good things like I just didn't feel like I really got walked away from that being like okay I learned more about Travis Scott right now and, I, and I'm a big Travis Scott fan right. like I same, like his yeah, stuff same, yeah. you know I think he's dope, uh, super dope while I don't think lately he's this year after Rastro World some of his features have been a little lackluster besides the new Post Malone I really liked his feature on that song yeah. on that but anyway I yeah I mean so my take is it's kind of like Travis Scott we, we all everybody I think our generation would you say 80 to 90 percent of hip hop fans at least that like Travis Scott. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, we oh, all God, we, we all yeah. like him. We like his music. We know that. We know that he's better than Cardi B. <laughs> I saw this documentary, and I'm not saying I didn't like the documentary, but right. I saw it as an opportunity to be like, okay, this is one of the more mysterious, famous musicians in the hip hop game. Yeah. Yeah. This is your opportunity to open up a little bit and show America who you are, and bring them closer mm-hmm. to the you forwarding your career. You know what I mean? I, we yeah, like him yeah. for his music, right, but we could have yeah. found out who he was as a person and liked him for that as well. So I'm not saying I like didn't like the documentary. I saw an opportunity that I thought was going to be exploited, right. and it wasn't taken there. I feel the same way about yeah. opportunity because I was like, when I was watching it, I'm like, dude, you're making a documentary. Go balls to the wall yeah, and just kind of give us everything. If you're going to go to the, through the all the trouble of doing a documentary, you might as well give us something. Like I don't know. I just... Every other documentary I've watched on an artist or like a someone famous or whatever, I just feel like I've gotten more out of the, what I got out of Travis and whatever. I mean, it is what it is. It's nothing we can do. About no, it, but it, I just, honestly, what you understand for the same exact reason what you understand is why I thought he oh. did it that way is because it's like let me. I'm just gonna maintain my status. Like maybe it's like I want to maintain that mysterious. People have enough of what the, what I want them to have of me. Maybe mm-hmm. right. So like I just think that was the point of the document. The point of the documentary wasn't to dive into that. It was just to. I guess maybe see more of his passionate side and what that was like, like you said, him. And going off of what you're saying, maybe it was for people that don't really know him as much to show him that he's actually... Because we know, we know how music production kind of goes. Right. So we're like, this guy's talented, but take somebody that doesn't listen to hip-hop, it could be like, auto-tune, he sucks. Yeah, and then you see exactly, exactly you everything, see you see the back end. It, So know? maybe yeah. it wasn't for the 80-90% of hip-hop fans that do like them to get closer. Maybe it was to bring in a whole other yeah, target audience. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. That too, and just the, like my last point about it is, um, one thing I love from him is just like, I thought it was big to just learn about his passion because I feel like a lot of artists, they just do it for the check, right? And they'll come out and say it, right? I respect honesty, right? Up front, yeah. honesty and straightforwardness, but... You know, he showed his passion. He he puts his blood, sweat, and tears into his music and his performances. You can see that. They're and dangerous. Yeah, like, I will say have that. You been, I mean, you have you, have you I been have to, never been. I've been to well, Travis twice. Oh, you have? <sighs> yeah, it, Well, man. okay. I mean, it seems Dude, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Because uh, we were talking a little bit early off the air about this, uh, Denzel Curry. Yeah. His show, I feel like, was very similar. Like, on a little bit of a lesser scale than Travis, because I think his fan base is just a touch. Uh, not a touch. I'd say it's about a step below in terms yeah. of his fan base um, to, compared to Travis's. But... It was very much like that hardcore metal type Absolutely. 
mosh pit show and that's what i got feel like i got from like watching the travis scott documentary so i almost compare it to like what i got at denzel Absolutely. so i feel like it'd be hype as fuck but also like <laughs> yeah <laughs> not only dangerous for like us viewers but even but especially him i mean he like all the crowd surfing like holy mother like he could break his neck like there's a million things that could go wrong with that shit so like point. you're so right that he put like he puts his literally his life on the line every day when literally. he performs to give people he's like already given up you know what <laughs> I'm not saying you changed my mind. I changed my mind. Like, I'm not saying you changed no, my mind. No, and to be fair, when I the first time I saw Travis, it was in Buffalo, but he wasn't the headliner. He was opening up for Rihanna, who's so this must have been a while ago. Oh, it was Rodeo album. It was Rodeo album. Okay, so that was all right. So that was 2016. Yeah, 15. That's when I seen him, and he, I, it, it was an arena show. I think it was one. Of, it was when he was first starting his arena shows. So it wasn't really like what they are now. So it was really cool to see him. He was going crazy on stage, but like it was pretty tamed on the floor yeah. seats. And I was sitting one section from the floor. It was pretty tamed, but it wasn't what it was now. But yeah. well, you got to think about too, like the crowd. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you know what, I mean? what you're saying. I've seen shows like before he was even anybody. And like, like Al Faro like, days, like, like twenty, like twenty to stuff. twenty to fifty people, and yeah. they're going insane. So you no, know, you're yeah, right. You're, like, you, you're saying he brought the energy no matter what. It was the crowd, man. Like I'm, in, I'm right. singing. Rihanna fans. <laughs> I'm not singing. Like, wrong, like, no one else. I want my umbrella, Ella. Like I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to. Don't touch my nails. All right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm not saying that. That's yeah, that's right. indicative you gotta take, of, you gotta, of Rihanna. Take, no, she's it's the diveness. No, I get it. You know that there's probably some people. Yeah, because the type of crowd that Rihanna would attract is probably not. A typical I don't know how it opened up for Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it's a similar concept to yeah. Travis is But like, I would take the opportunity. Like if somebody was like, Do you want to open up for Taylor Swift? I'd be like, uh yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna have to figure this one yeah, out. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course I mean I think, yeah. I, if I if if you if, if she came to you and were like, I want you to open up for me and you were you said no, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Like hundred oh, percent I'd be like, You're no, you're no. I mean, I'm not I don't need affiliated with any of your, your camp. I'm like, yo, you're you're freaking opening up for Taylor Swift. Do it. You know what's funny? I was funny. your PR guy. It's funny because that makes me think about how an artist chooses a playlist. How do you choose yours, Washi? Like, how do you cho- how do you decide? Like, I'm gonna play this this song or these songs. Yeah. Yo, I think I might hire Colby for this uh, podcast. He's he's, just, he's, he, he's he's out here like really underselling himself, right? Being like, yo, I've never done this before. Right? We're twenty we're twenty five twenty six minutes in. And he's and he's asking you the questions. I love he's it. He's throwing you a curveball, Washington. No, 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 no. This is dope. I knew I was bringing a gem. This is bringing a gem. This is dope. Yeah. All right. The floor is yours, Colby. No, this is your show now. <laughs> Tune into the Colby show. Um, that's a really good question. Yeah. Monday's brought. A lot of it is because you can you like you said icon like you don't know what you're walking into. I had no you can like there. think you know what you're walking into and try to gauge as much as you can. So I try to evaluate the target audience. I think it's gonna be. And build my set list accordingly. Mm-hmm. Like if it's gonna be, for instance, that uh, Boatella last yeah. year yeah. was a music festival. Remind me what that? I don't know what that is. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, so the Boston Boat Cruise series, their last Boat Cruise series last year was Boatella, and it was a music festival. Did, did, did you go or something? Yeah, it was. You're like, it was yeah, lit. I went. You're like, oh, you're like. <laughs> it was like a thought came through your mind, Colby, like of something that would happen or whatever in the book. Because you kind of just like, yeah, I had a yeah. really great time. <laughs> it was mad. I wish y'all could have saw his face. That just okay, sorry, 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 Wash. Continue. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be completely honest about what happened here. I'm not gonna be like, yo, it went up and I crushed it and it went yeah. perfect. But so the trailer was basically a field, right? And it's a music festival. Okay. And you get the vibe that it's gonna be like 
because there's like grass and like people doing twirls and things like that and it's got that music festival like free feeling and that's so i'm i watch a trailer and kind of make my set list accordingly you know like vibey like people are gonna be just like vibing around sure sure i get there everyone's absolutely shit-faced yeah. there's like 500 just blacked out just from from the front of the boat to the back everyone's just blacked out oh man and i'm like so well, I, I wonder why I was lit. <laughs> <laughs> I do my first song. I did mission. I came out with Mission Impossible, uh-huh. and it wasn't really received well. Um, but then I came in maybe with maybe not the yeah maybe it not, wasn't the vibe. Not the vibe, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I watched. I gauged it to the trailer. I, I misgaged the audience. But then I did Dow Jones, and the place went fucking nuts. wild. Nuts. So yeah. that was a time where I like didn't gauge it right. But you can only try. Honestly, though. <laughs> Honestly, though, the venue was fire. Like, I yeah. think that was the one where you you were up. Yeah, yeah you were up above, like everyone, and on like looking down at a crowd. Or was he on the diving no, board? No, just yeah. like, no, I was a dude. I was on like the captain. Like, so like there's uh, oh, that's so sick. There's yeah. like it, it's two stories. Yep. Um, so I was on the I was performing on the second deck, yeah. and then you're on a deck they have to walk up to next to DJ. So not as much foot room, but you can control you have everybody like yeah. your, your hand controls everybody yeah. the way they move so the mission impossible and it, it wasn't like horrible but people were kind of just like whatever dropped out jones and i had the whole boat the control of everybody's heartbeat their hands and everything so to answer your question you can gauge you try to gauge the target audience and make it as appropriate as possible um i think that's one place where my variety of music is an advantage to me and now since then i come in with two more songs on my hard drive in case I gauge something differently I can yeah. make some su- substitutions but you can only guess so much that you know? begs the question can I ask one more question Mike <laughs> Kobe you I'm can ask it over you, <laughs> you take it over it's mine now it's just, it's, like I'm gonna wake now. I'm gonna I'm gonna literally right I'm the captain now I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and my podcast will no longer be owned <laughs> somehow like I'm gonna get like a court order through the mail like you you've down, been you served like, I promise I'm gonna come here to take this he's he literally like I'm going to Kobe's taking everything well luckily unfortunately there's the, the, we don't make money off this so yeah. there's no way you can possibly steal you know right. if, you, if you think you're getting some kind of revenue you're, you're fucking tripping but anyway go ahead no you yeah no, as I was, as you want homie. I was just asking no, so now like do other artists play a factor in that because if you if you like say you're like oh, let me just see who else is gonna be there let me maybe pop two of their songs let me see so I'm not so I kind of stand out or do I want to kind of match a vibe like that's a very good question Colby we would love that answer <laughs> you're, you are you are a freaking natural my homie you are a natural good shit 10,000% and I guess the best I can describe that metaphorically analogy wise would be kind of like this podcast if you know who's coming to the podcast and anything about them I mean sometimes you know nothing about them but you I knew nothing about Colby this but, is but, vice versa but we had, we, had, we had a conversation before and you that, is that, is that is true that is true that is true um you're gonna ask different questions, right? And if a right, different right. person came, sure, so sure, kinda, no, no, no. You, absolutely. You, you, you're right. You cater. You can cater with the audience, but the artists that show up usually affect the target audience as of well. Course. So back to full circle energy, they they kind of all loop in. But okay. that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I want to go back to something that standing out to me that you said, and it might be surprised that I'm going this route, but the fact that you just kind of it's funny because you could have come on here right and bragged about all the accomplishments you've had with your music so far and all these things but you're coming in here and actually talking about a time where like not you i don't say you didn't fuck up but like you like you're saying you misjudged the crowd it didn't go as well as you it could have 
like that humbleness one i think is going to take you a long way and two i want to relate that quickly to, to teaching because with teachers i feel like kids tend to un- think that like teachers have all the answers and i one uh it's funny because that's, that's, that was always my mindset right. i'm sure you guys if you guys that's going through school like going, yeah. i had a professor in who uh, did like a review of like one of my um like model lessons or whatever when right. I was in my student teaching and I kind of screwed up uh, and she was like, you know, it's okay to see, the, like, let the kids see you fail. Right. And I'm like, really? Like, yeah. And she's like, well, think about it. She's like, it's showing that you're a person too, that you can make mistakes. And if the teacher's making mistakes, supposed to be this like person that's either an expert on the subject matter or someone that's supposed to kind of like guide you in life or like help you kind of through the fact that you are being seen making a mistake, it makes it more okay for them to see when they, when they inevitably make Absolutely. a mistake. So wow. now I've taken that through my teaching career, right? Where I'm like, if I screw up a lesson, it's all good. Like I can just learn from that and do it differently. And that's why year to year, like that's why, I mean, you guys aren't teachers, so I don't want, I, I know it's tough to kind of no, understand. I, yeah, but no, no, no. Like every year I feel like I try to get better <clears throat> or like I learn from my mistakes the year before and then I don't try to make those same mistakes again. But it's also the same way. Like it might not respond as well with, you know, a certain group of kids. So it's just right. like you say, like you say about gauging the audience, I have to kind of do the same thing in its own right. Like I have to gauge my audience when I teach because how I taught in Everett is going to be a lot different than how I teach now in Andover mm-hmm. potentially based on like the types of kids I have and also like demographics, yeah. different things that might make them tick and that might like yeah. they might be into to kind of get their attention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so honestly, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Go you're, this saying, is, this you're is, saying like some real, real, real stuff there. And yeah. I think you're saying some real stuff you don't even realize as you, you gauge these aud- audiences in Everett and Andover or where or, or your audience when or, you're before wherever, you perform wherever, right? like, whoever no yeah. keep it with teaching wherever you're at okay sure the thing that the kids are going to gravitate for you for is you being real and transparent and there's some sure. things that are going to work for all audiences and there's some things that you got to cater to audiences but I think transparency and being real and being an honest person goes a long way goes long, yeah, and absolutely. I'm so sick of like our generation lying about where you're at I don't care if you lie to me about it, but lying to yourself about it Absolutely. and then like trying to play as fake it to make it. So, but I think it's super respectful. I know that there's very, there's only a handful of teachers. I know that were real like that um, and transparent and that they were definitely my favorite. So, well, yeah, and I feel like, well, yeah. And on a bigger scale too, like, I feel like if, you know, someone might hear this, hear you talk and they're like, Oh shit. Like this guy's a real straight up dude. Like he's humble. Like let me go listen to his music and they might perceive that music a lot differently. Had they just not, you know, had you not been real and transparent. So like, or if, you know, you're somebody that comes off very cocky and, and, you know, or whatever the case. So like, I, like I said, I just think that, you know, whatever you're trying to do in life, like you're going to freaking make mistakes. Like it's, it's great that for you to kind of come on here, like, and just talk about that. So I want, I appreciate that too. Thank you for kind of like going back and forth with me on that shit. Cause that's awesome. And social media, I think plays a huge factor in mm-hmm. that of like, Oh my Look how great my life is. Like nobody wants to put anything bad on social media, and no, like, right. I don't blame you. I, I don't put anything negative that happens to me on social media. Right. But we try to always perceive ourselves that things are going way better for us than they might be. I know? love this conversation just yeah. because you know what I mean. Me like me being like eight months out of school and stuff. It's just like if I didn't learn anything, caused the one thing I took away is we you like the only way you reach what you call success is looking at yourself as a career long learner right for sure so like that's like the biggest thing man like that's the biggest thing like i used to talk 
I used to talk to this girl, and, like, she, has a, she had a really intense job, and, like, she would be like, oh, like, fuck, like, I made a mistake. Mistakes can't happen. And I'm just like, whoa, well, like, back up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, know, <laughs> like, you know. horrible mindset. No, it, 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 it's, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous, right? Anxiety, it's, it, man. It's, it's extremely oh God, dangerous. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I don't want to get into the whole thing of, oh, it all starts at home, even though, you know, it's it a fact of matter. Yeah, no, it's a, right? It can be but a factor, yeah. the thing is, it's just like, man, like, Your environment. You, you, the only way you learn is by messing up. That's of course, just, and dude. if you, yeah. we don't know us at our age, 24, 25, 26, right? Like, you know, our prime years, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I mean, it, you're not paying attention if you haven't learned that by now, right? Yeah. So, like, I, this is, I, I just For love, sure, I love dude. this conversation just because, man, like, you just always need to, like, just be thirsting for knowledge, right? Like, it's not like you yeah. want to mess up, but you mess up. You could pull, a positive out of anything. I don't care if a negative experience. You can pull a positive literally out of everything. It's all about... All right, so then there's always that classic line or that quote of like life... They say life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of like how you react to Absolutely. it. So that works out. That's like, a, bingo. Favors. That's what my Instagram handle is, XXC. It's 1090. And that's what this tag is. Are you for real? Swear to God. So it's every time something I never, happens to me, to I be honest with you, and it's right there. No way. <laughs> well, because I, I didn't want to Okay. <laughs> well, that's really funny because I'm looking at your new ink right now because I was was like, because obviously I got tattoos. I'm a big tattoo guy yeah. and yeah. I have a bunch. And I was looking at your new one and I had never even asked you about the other one because I, I was just like, oh, that's cool. That's, and it looks like new ink and whatever. It's like a reminder. That's so dope, Every time dope, something negative happens, it's 1090. It's like, okay. That's so, like, yeah, absolutely. It's 10% of it. Because your reaction. Yeah, exactly. Because you can dwell about something fucking bad happening <laughs> yeah. to you, but like, what? No point. What is, what is the point of that? Learn, yeah. learn what got you there and realize not to do it Hell again yeah. or modify however, whatever. And I'm, I, it's funny that I know, <laughs> and I'm glad you have that kind of perspective because I, when I, when I lo- listen to, I want to go back to, I think it was feeling different. Yeah. You put a Gary Vaynerchuk intro on that, or you sampled one of his, uh, like a, like one of his videos or whatever his things. Right. And it's so funny because in my curriculum this year, so I'm, I'm doing a, a poetry unit and these two poems I'm doing is um, two Langston Hughes poems from the Harlem Renaissance. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Langston Hughes or if, or if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harlem, yeah. So we have these two, two poems called Dreams Deferred and Dreams. And they're basically like, long story short, um, they're basically about like, you know, following your dreams or else there's all these similes and metaphors for like not following your dreams and if what will happen to your dream if you don't follow it, things all that. Like, and I used one of Gary V's videos as well, one of his cleaner ones, obviously. I, was <laughs> trying, I, was, no, there, I found one, and it had exactly what perfect, perfect. Fair and he didn't swear once. I mean, I know we're swearing now, but like it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, no, it doesn't matter. I'm only kidding. Um, in terms of like showing it in school, like I was like, all right, maybe not try to find one that has a little bit less of swears course, than him saying course. like, oh, if your mom doesn't you know, agree with what you say, tell her to go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like that's a, it's a, it's a, that part when he says things yeah. like that. I know it's more of a joke. It's kind of tongue in cheek, but. I, I don't know. You, 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 you can't tell your mom to fuck, fuck off, obviously. Right, right, right. I mean, right. I mean, so, but anyway, you know, respect, respect mama. Shout out my mama yeah. and your mama's too, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mom. Shout out mom. Shout out mamas everywhere. <laughs> I'll see you um, this weekend, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe's like, I'm coming home. <laughs> and I got a new, I got a, I got something to tell you. I'm, uh, all that money you paid for college. Yeah. <laughs> mom, I'm employed. <laughs> I'm employed. Let's go. <laughs> I quit my job. I'm going to be a podcaster. <laughs> Um, oh, anyway, so fucking, what was I going with this? Oh, anyway, so I, sh- it was funny cause I showed the video in class and I thought, then I listened to some of your music and I was like, oh, that's so friggin' funny that I, when I heard his voice on your song, I'm like, no shit. I was like, that's <laughs> dope. I was like, I got that. I like Gary V too. Cause I love his, his message is very similar to kind of what we're talking about. I mean, obviously not fully, but right. it's, you know, like his kind of thing of 
following what it is you really love and what you want to do like what are you passionate Absolutely. about man like i commend you for like i'm, I'm the same way right like I, we all work you know jobs like yeah. you know i don't say they're nine to five jobs right. but you know you're in pharmaceutical you said pharmaceutical uh, sales right yeah and i'm sorry you, i'm moving into corporate health you're right? moving to corporate health care right yeah. and i teach right yeah. so we you know we have jobs but then like you know we're all doing things on the side that are most or if you honestly if you don't do something on the side like something you're passionate about you balance your work like you have to do it yeah. like anybody out there like mm-hmm. you can do it like like I was telling you guys, like I coach all year round. I have this podcast. Like yeah, this is shit. Clinic. This is shit that I love. Yeah. I'm not saying put myself on a pedestal. I'm just saying like I'm chasing after what it is I want to do Absolutely. versus like people telling me, oh, that's a dumb idea. Don't do that podcast. Yeah. Or like, you know, oh well, you know, it's gonna be a lot of work to do a basketball camp. Like I don't and know if you can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's probably nights where you're freaking exhausted. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, bro, <laughs> I make. I was. I mean, you too. And like, like I was saying with I was you because when I got here. right because you and like I said, your side thing right now, and you're hoping that it gets to a point where you can make it your job. And yeah. again, same thing with my boy B Leafs that I know you listened to the to the, yeah, to the yeah, episode yeah. from him, and we said that had a kind of same similar conversation, but clearly a lot different than this. It's just that you know if you don't follow, put some time into that effort and that dream, it's never you're never gonna get there. It can't. You don't. He, Gary V brings up a good point. He's like, you're not just gonna become Beyonce's backup dancer because you want to like no one you're not entitled to fucking shit man you're not entitled so I mean I just love that concept and it's nice nice to meet people that have that same mindset yeah you know what I'm saying like we like the two like what conversation exactly we're having now and there's there's sacrifices after sacrifices after sacrifices to do it but we're sacrificing late nights and weekends or whatever you know whatever whatever it is is, you know so yeah I think you know that the whole theme of that that topic, um, yeah, like that's you know like Washburn and like our little friend group whatever here has like been a big driver in me um, finding out what I wanted to do and other things that I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which man. is you know it's huge for me. You know you were talking about earlier like um, yeah like what really brought you guys out here for me and you know what I mean I'm school brought me out here but you know I got out here and I had support like I didn't have this type of these type of friends like at home you had people like where I'm from like just hate they're just like oh yeah whatever they don't care here they're like yo like it's like healthy competition in our friend group right like yeah, yeah it's just like we wanted you know i mean we compete with each other we want to see each other do well and you know we're pushing each other so you and, know and it goes back to surrounding yourself with people yes like the, it's a, right it's a, people. and it's a blessing and, and that yeah. in itself is almost a privilege right because you know a lot of people just aren't like that a lot of people don't have friends like that so you know it's, it's a real blessing to be it's, around people like that it sucks when you're excited about something and a friend of yours either gets jealous or isn't excited about it because they're maybe like because that's the worst thing you can do is compare yourself to other people right. it's and but, but how do you but, not do but it how do you how do you not I do know, it? i know i know it's you know, so it. freaking hard these right. days it's, it's harder today than ever yeah you oh, know man. so i mean there's a just, personal responsibility that we all have though right to just stay in your own lane again like we just said like how do you how do you how do you not compare yourself but it's just like you, you have to you know, maybe take some time off social media, right? Take a break, oh, whatever. Step yeah. off, do your own thing. Yeah. I think for me, that did it was, you know, last summer I lived on my own pretty much. So sure. I think I had a ton of time to just think and figure myself out, figure out who I am instead of just being around people all the time, scrolling social media all day. So, you know, whatever it takes, you know what I mean? It's just that personal responsibility to step back. Yeah. yeah. You, he says, you know, again, like, you know yourself yeah. better than anybody else. So one why try to be anybody else and two like you know what your wants and needs are absolutely follow them and and we're in a position obviously like we're in our 20s like this is our time to try this shit yeah absolutely because when we while we have like you know you can afford to go on four hours of sleep because you're young right now and because you're you're hustling at this i mean in your 40s and 50s you're not gonna be able to do that and you're probably not gonna want to at that point it's gonna be 
you know, but so many people get to that point and they regret, they're like, shit, yeah. I pissed away my twenties or like I yeah. did, I followed that job I hated and I should have done this. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have regrets, Absolutely. man. It's, I know it's cliche to say, but it's, it's true. It's, it's true. And I, I think, um, kind of similar to what Kobe was saying when I, when I moved out here, I had the time to be alone and I had, and I moved out here for a job. So I was doing that, but I made the decision that I wasn't going to do exactly what I wanted to do with my life, with my life. You know what I mean? And that didn't rub people the right way. Um, but which, I didn't, which is unfortunate. But I didn't. Cares? I gave a shit at first, and then I could not give less of a shit. Like if if you don't want me doing what I'm doing right now, I love that. It's, like, it's just like a tiny bit of extra motivation. You like, know, it's, yeah. it's just... yeah. Hate can almost drive more of that kind of takes that push. effort to hate, man. Does it does. It takes a lot such of effort. effort, man. Isn't it? And that's why it's just it sucks to live in this day and age where like there is so much hate. Yeah. It blows, man. But what really I was gonna say off of that is I think in the past two years, Gary Vee has kind of shifted the whole culture. I I would agree with that. He or at the very least has had a a very substantial hand in that. Yeah, in yeah. in mindsets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like absolutely. Um I love his stuff. I really do. And And like yeah. you said, there's some things where I think a good advice I got um, from my VP of sales, who's one of my biggest role models, um, is when somebody's giving you advice, take 80% of it and then 20% of it, make it into your own. And I think that we all, more of us need that mindset because if somebody can say something and it's so real, and then you say something, one thing that's off, a lot of people just write it off. Like, well, this guy said that, so everything else he said must be invalid. It's like, no, we're all different people with different experiences. You take what somebody says, implement it to your own. If you don't agree with it, it's fine. It's working for them. Ignore it. Yeah. And I think our culture needs to be more open-minded with that because yeah. that's what diversity is. What Are, are we all going to be robots with the right formula? There's no formula to everybody's no, life. No. Yeah. And I, I see it a little <laughs> bit more that way in, I guess, because I'm around the, like, the kind of the next generation behind right, me. Right. I see that a lot more with them. I think they're a lot more accepting of each other and it's Great, super important like i you know when i taught in everett i mean there was like they say there was like 60 something different languages spoken amongst the students and like you had brazilian kids and portuguese kids and white kids and haitian kids and you know kids from ev basically everywhere yeah, like yeah. And, and el salvador uh puerto rico i mean so many different places and even andover there's a lot of there's a heavy asian population and there's um you know a heavy Hindu population and Middle Eastern population and, and, and then obviously like Caucasian as well and ranging from all different things and I, it's just both places I've been it's nice to at least see that I think the kids nowadays they see less they see those barriers a little bit less mm -hmm. than the generation above us and maybe even ours to an extent so hopefully that changes <laughs> but I don't I don't know I get hopeful but then well that's refreshing man and I actually saw it a video is. earlier um, it was this the caption on Twitter was like, "This kid wore the same school. The, this kid wore the same clothes to high school for two weeks straight." So, the this group of friends, he was kind of like a loner kid. This group of friends rallied, bought him like fresh, fresh wardrobe, and presented it to him as locker. And the point was, like, seven eight years ago, he would have just got picked on. Right. But they <clears throat> funded clothes for this kid. For this kid, yeah. yeah. Like they took totally different approach than we're used to seeing in high school and I think that's refreshing it is it is it's really important yeah you bring up such a nice point that but these are the stories that don't get reported though right. I feel like you always hear about the, the, the negative shit because that's what gets 
attention yeah. the attention and the ratings and all that how great is open-mindedness it open-mindedness and diversity though right like you know like when yeah. i was when we, when we were in high school like you know, i think people were so clicky like everyone hangs out they were the same it's like how boring is that i'll just go home <laughs> and hang out by myself like you know what i mean like how boring is that to hang out with everyone that's just like you it's nice to have like people a circle where everyone kind of offers a different mindset a different opinion you know and when you can agree and disagree, right? And come to general consensus. Yeah. That you know what I mean? That's what it's all about, right? Like so like, you know. So one of the tattoos, not to flash you guys, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, <laughs> one of my tattoos on my on my ribs, right? Yeah. So it's an outline of these they're supposed to be two hands. So yeah. that's yeah, like an outline of two know. hands. Mm-hmm. And they overlap and what that's supposed to represent is that every person so since I'm a teacher, right? So I, every since every person you come in contact with, you learn something from them Absolutely. and they learn from you as well. Like whether like Regardless whether that interaction is negative or positive, right? Or somewhere yeah. in, or anything in between or any mix of whatever. But either way, you're going to have a learning lesson from... Like, put it this way. After this conversation, right, I think, uh, fair to say for me, that I'm going to walk out of this, you know, having... I feel enlightened about having this conversation with two people that I don't know and that we can, we were able to connect on so many different things. So that's, like, a really cool thing. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that's the type of culture that I think we need to sort of, sort of hopefully start to push and you know hopefully it happens and and, you know I I, so that's why like that's a reminder for me like you know like you said you have the reminder for you on your wrist no that's cool you know everyone can add value what can you learn from them what can you learn from them yeah 100% because you don't have all the answers like like I said it goes back to like perfect you're not like you Perfect would perfect sucks. Perfect's yeah. boring. Perfect, sucks. perfect, boring. perfect, and normal are boring, right? Boring. Like, yeah. I'm weird. I like weird shit. <laughs> I like, you know, like I was, like some of the music even I listen to, right? Like I listen to like some weird shit. Like I like like Death Grips and like I don't even know if, like or like Brian Brockhampton to an extent who's really weird. Like I like weird experiment. Danny Brown, like these weird yeah. experimental guys. Yeah, like yeah. So anyway, yeah. like anything that's weird. I liked how Childish was kind of dipping into that. Um, he did for yeah. a bit. I loved that. Um, Make Awaken My Love album. Which one's that? that was the one with Redbone. He kind of went oh, on. And it, yeah, he, went, yeah, yeah. he didn't go on a rap direction. He kind of went almost like 80s neo soul sort yep. of that kind of. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually have the vinyl of that. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Dope. That's it's awesome. Yeah, I got a little vinyl collection going. So I only have about Sweet. 30 records, but yeah, just a cool little like thing to do. I don't know. Where do you get them from? Because I've actually been trying to start that in my studio. No kidding. Yeah. Um, but every time I go into a vinyl store, like I know like three of the artists in there <laughs> <laughs> you can i mean i order a bunch of mine online, there's, online? A, there's a really good one i believe it's called uh bull moose is a is, okay. a is a really good store there's one in um they better send oh. you a free vial for dropping their name shut up bull moose i know I hope so. <laughs> yeah. no, i'll tag i'll tag them in this or something glenn uh, levitt glenn levitt too right um no i'm only kidding um yeah, bull, bull, yeah, yeah. Bull moose or moose? I think it's bull moose. I want to say that sounds that sounds right. One of the one of the animals is before the other. I believe the bull. Yeah, bull, but anyway, okay. bull moose is one of the places Sweet. I get most of my 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 vinyls. My brothers, um, my mom actually, we, we actually like our whole family. We all collect records. It's kind of like awesome. we all have like our own collections. That's awesome, and, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah right. like when I go to my mom's place, like she'll throw on a record. Like she's got like the old stuff, like you know Elton John, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. I love that. Um, that's dope. Yeah. You know all the old. Uh, what else does she have? We were listening to the oh like Frank Sinatra. Like I was yeah, over her wow. house last night. For, you know we'll put Sinatra on like. Frank Friday. So who's got the most records? I think it's me. <laughs> I have thirty. I think my mom's got maybe like. Oh, my mom might have a good amount. She got, and then she got others. She got like Skinnerd. She has oh, wow. Pink yeah. Floyd, like all the old ones. I might have the most now. I don't know. I'm not sure. But we we I mean, we, we flip flop them, and it's funny. Even like my brother and I even have like the same like 
all three of us have the exact same one. We all have Malibu by Anderson Pack. Oh, like really? that's one of the yeah, we all share that, that in common. Weird. So stuff like that. I love I love records. I think it's a lost sort of it's because we we, we don't get anything physical anymore. It's all yeah. everything's digital. Yeah. So. It it's kinda like reading a book compared to a Kindle. <laughs> I like reading a book better than Kindle. Me too, man. I like the actual physical act of the book of the book for some reason to me. It yeah. It feels it's authentic. Real. It's authentic. So authentic is a great it's word authentic. for it. I agree. So G. Yeah. What I, what else? So what else? So what's your kind of your music taste, Washi? I know like what what do you, what do you do you just listen to like I know so you make probably I don't want to say it's would you what would you say your music is? I, I know I'm probably going to the three different. No, you're would it be oh, like I would I would personally would consider you almost pop rap maybe or kind of like sort of a some pop influences and some blends of that i mean you are a rapper obviously i like keeping like it i like keeping it open like that open it like that um, like yeah I call it alternative hip-hop alternative is a good word for it too um, yep that's yep. a great word yeah, yeah. that's kind of i growing up since I, I in 14 since 14 i was in bands um doing pop music doing power pop music what then, were you doing in the bands um i was playing synth actually and really then i had a good i had an acoustic side project where i sang and played acoustic guitar and then i played synth dope my first instrument was guitar when i was like six or seven years old but no kidding um acoustic or electric electric i got it from toys r us <laughs> and oh, that's sick though yeah and i was that's where you start right you but start it's somewhere. weird because <laughs> when i think about like the first songs i was making when i was six i mean they weren't that great but they were kind of rappy like they hmm. had like a flow to them interesting so right I don't, um, like a melody but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like a melody but rapping but, but rapping right, right right so i've kind of been picturing and it sounds stupid but i've been picturing the sound that i'm looking to obtain since i was like six i don't think that's stupid at all i mm -hmm. think that that's you clearly have you're some searching yeah yeah you're searching yeah. yeah yeah and i think that I, what i love about a lot of artists like um I, well certain artists that will just get again keep trying to search for that sound or even like push the boundary of them and do a different sound like something tyler the creator has said i don't know if you guys are tyler creator fans where yeah, like he's yeah. like I'm never gonna do another Goblin. If you want Goblin, go listen to Goblin. Right, and I love that about him. Asley's the same way. Yes, she's a hundred percent. She she would never. She would exactly never make the, the exact same exactly, yeah. album. He's like, I'm not gonna make the same album twice. And right. I, yeah. I mean, and you can say that about a lot of like guys that put a lot of the volume. Like, I'm not gonna hate on them or anything like that. But guys like you know the Futures, the World, and Juice Worlds, and like yeah. you know the the little pumps and these guys that just like will drop an album every four months. It's like. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, know. I mean, no. I mean, good for you if that's what you said. Like, some people do it for the check. Some people do it for the music. Some people do it for both. Right. Um, but you definitely have to evolve your sound, or people are just gonna get bored of it. I and you might get bored of it too. You, like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you get bored of it too. I was getting. I would assume. I grew out of it because so, I went into a little too hard on hip hop. Because to answer your question, I think Drake. Um, I grew up right on the border of Canada. He definitely influenced that I liked how he took his he used the communication channel and could just say whatever he wanted like in such a clear concise manner so that's really what put me on to switching from uh like acoustic kind of rock to, and like all that rap. stuff to rap yeah but Drake is so accessible as well so maybe that's you know another great thing about I, I'm a big Drake I mean I don't love everything Drake's ever done mm -hmm. um I can't say like everything but many almost every artist that's done those some things I don't like this or Narsu, but one thing I'll appreciate always for Drake is that, you know, he his his ability to freaking find a melody and find a pocket and figure out what people what the people want. It's, it's just, his reach, man. Like it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Absolutely. 
All right, so yeah, so Drake. Um, crazy watching it. I don't know. When I was in high school, I was a big. I was really deep in the underground. Like I never like I wanted to be one of those like people yeah, that hipster. like yeah like yeah, hipster. Same. I want to be a super <laughs> hipster. Like you guys are listening to this. I'm not gonna listen to it just because you guys are listening <laughs> to it, right? But I mean, you know, I like what I like, and you know, I like I like melodious things. That's why I like Travis, and I think people like hate on Travis like because of the auto tune crap. But he's very creative with it. He's melodic with it. And I think he gets a lot of his influence from Cuddy, and he says that. And if you really Cuddy listen to Kanye. hums and stuff like that, he snatches all that from Cuddy, and I think Cuddy really sparked the way for that. But Right on the Moon was huge for me right. in high school. I loved that one. Like, super, inf- like, one of my top albums. of that Same. Yeah. Same. That's a good one. The, those were kind of, like, what inspires, like, my sound. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think right now it's, like, top three artists. I'm not, I like Ryan Cardaveo. He... Yeah, I, I've I've heard him on a track. I can't remember which one it was, but I know he's a singer, right? Is singer, rap, rapper. I think you know. I think my buddy Danny actually sent a. a I'm gonna find. Hold he's on. got yeah, a unique going. noise. Um, I'm gonna find the song. I, I've been liking everything St. John's been putting out. You like that album? I haven't given it a spin yet. Love that album. Okay. Gashy, and uh, like him too. Mike Stud. Mike Stud. Okay, he's yeah. a name I haven't heard in a while. Um, so I'm trying to find this track from from the Ryan guy. What was his last name again? Cardaveo. It's C A R A V E O. Deceived. That's the song that my boy sent yeah, me. Yeah, That's yeah. from this year, actually. It's a cool track. I like. He it. just dropped a whole album. Smooth. It's, very smooth. It's, yeah, vibe. it's smooth. It's like not something that you're gonna put on for your boy. And he's gonna be like, dude, this slaps. You know. But it's it's got a it's but got a every mu- every yeah every everything time has music. its niche. Has, you know? Yeah, and everything has its place. In... Can't just be like. Yeah. Let's go 24 <laughs> 7. You know, like, what are you going to be like listening to music when you're making dinner, just like shouting? <laughs> oh, yeah. Every music has its own little pocket and its absolutely. vibe. And, and, you know, absolutely, man. I completely agree. So, like, kind of, so what's next for you, man? Like, what, what do you, so, album, any, like, yeah. biz, anything business? Like, I, so, you, so you're, you're paired with Syndicate. Or no? Are you, are you, were you worked with them? We, we partner. We partner. We partner. So, okay, um, so you partner. Anytime they, they, when they do these events, I've been performing at them. We did a, one at the rooftop at Double Tree, and then we did another one in Cambridge, and then we did this one. Um, I actually. It's funny to hear you. It's Cambridge. <laughs> to hear you say that's how I know you're not from Boston, dude. I Cambridge. Off of that though, I have a. I don't even know how I talk because I don't talk Western New York. I don't talk Boston. Yeah. I have like this weird Brandon accent that's more from everywhere <laughs> I've been. Um, that's great. That's so funny. I. When are we dropping this? Um, next week. Okay, so so like I would say, given how quickly I can do it, yeah, middle of next week. So about a week from today. Okay, I just want to timeline. So I'm actually headlining with um, Trevi at Middle East on October 11th. Oh, nice. So that that'll be that's. My so it's gonna be before that. That'll be for sure way after this comes out. So yeah. yeah so no, I just so. I haven't announced it yet, and I didn't, oh wow, and I didn't know if we we're dropping it tomorrow. No, um. No. So yeah, no. By the time it's out, that'll be announced. Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's dope, dude. So, yeah. so remind who's Trevi? Who's that? Um, so he's a he's a rapper out of Boston as well. Okay. Um, we played at the New England mixtapes show in Middle East downstairs. Linked up there. I like that venue. He's a chill, chill dude. Um, I just sent him a track, and he got the feature back. It's actually it's cool. It's nostalgic. It's called SB Dunks, and it's got that like nostalgic take you back to like being a kid feel. Nice. He crushed the verse too, so I'm excited to drop that. Maybe like. Um, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Like yeah, old, I was just old gonna say, it. Was you gonna say I was that just gonna too? Say kids. Like kids, yes, sir. Oh, dude, I was just gonna say, R. R. P. P. not blue R. R. slide part, but like more kids. No, kids for sure. Kids. Yeah. He references yeah. all. The, yep, dude. He that's that was, really funny. He yeah. when I send it to him, he's like, it's got a super Mac feel to it. So, 
Um, that's awesome. That's so rest dope. In peace, I, Mac, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I'll definitely. Oh, that's be something that'll be in my wheelhouse then. That's all gonna be on the album that I've been working on for probably like five, six months. Like, put in probably like five hundred hours into perfecting uh-huh. my sound. I learned how to mix and master, produce, make beats, all that. Um, so I've been just going to town on that. I spent two years when I moved out here getting my sound to where I somewhat wanted to be. And then I spent about two, like a year after that, working on the business side of it and blowing blowing it up. And then I kind of went back on the reactive side and I went back to working on the sound for the past six months. So I'm really excited. I haven't dropped music since April. And I feel personally that I've, I've, I wanted to take it like 10 times better than I was. And I think I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not saying it's anywhere where it needs to be, but I really 10x the sound and I, it's... I've been picturing this since I was like six. So this album's gonna be really cool. Uh, it's definitely gonna be different, and I think it's gonna have something for everybody. That's awesome. Well, I was about to say, are you, are you better today than you were yesterday? That's like, yes. that's how I always see things. So like, Absolutely. If, yeah. all about growth, bro. Seriously, growth all mindset. As long so as you like, keep slapping automatic, because that song, <laughs> that song goes. I like that song too. Yeah, I would say since I like more of the like I, I like more of the moody vibey like right. give me some kind of feeling. I think for me, I think either, I think probably Mission Impossible is my favorite from you, just because like I said, I can hear your emotion in there. But like, yeah, something like feeling different. I was getting down with that feeling different yeah. track when you played. Like, I was really into that one. So Automatic's dope too. But East Side, that's yeah. super. Have you heard East Side? I don't think I heard that Dude, one. Dude, that's yet. like I didn't my moodiest. I wrote East Side about Max death. No, oh, yeah. how did I miss that one? So I was like, I had writers. That's the other thing I've done. I've used to take me like I would sit down and I'd just be like, I have to write a song. I have to write a song, and it would take like month almost to write one song because i put in so much pressure on myself i'd be up like my friends would go out on fridays and i'd just be drinking 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 taking adderall like doing whatever i could to try to get the sound and then mac died like that friday and i was just like Shh, whoa um so i stopped i quit music for like a month wow and then oh, i shit. came back with east side and it was kind of about that whole experience Okay, I'm really upset. It was I'm, nuts. Um, my apologies for missing that. No, you're good, dude. No, I I'm appreciate, go, dude. I'm go I appreciate so much you checking it all out. Like that means a lot yeah. that you just gave it, that you give it an ear, and like you take something from it. That means the world to me. So, no, man, I think, think you're, you. I think you're super dope. And like I said, I, I really not only enjoy your music, but like you're just a chill ass dude. And I think that that comes through in your music. Like I, I really, I really do feel that way. And I like your vibe, I like your energy, and. Dude, like seriously, man, like wish you nothing but the best, like for real, like going forward. I, I love to hear that you have like a direction for this here. And anything else on the business side or anything else that, you know, that, that we can see from you? So you got the album coming soon. Um, or, 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 or how soon do you think, not to, you don't have to put a date up there or anything like that, but in terms of. <laughs> so going off of what I was saying, how it used to take a month, I can, I write like a song a day and I have like 70 tracks, but I don't want it to be, I don't want there to be any fat on there. So I'm being really hard on myself and trying to get the most concise album i can mm-hmm. and which I'm, i like because there's so much music out there i think people that that gets i think uh a little bit overwhelming if someone has like 20 tracks and it's i was an just hour gonna say that those freaking 20 track albums that like are trendy now can you guys stop doing that thanks like god give us like 14 15 good yeah you know well, like the new chance the rapper album and i know a lot of people hated it I me will, included. You okay? Yeah. So you're in with uh, Fantano there, and then you know, Chance made the album. I'm sorry, I just wasn't a fan of this one. Yeah, yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. But anyway, 
regardless of how, where you're at with right. it, 20 tracks. I think he, 20, 19 tracks. It's too long, yeah, man. It's man. too long. It's well, too long. What would you guys say is perfect? Because I've been actually very curious. That's actually a really, I'll tell oh, you right man. now. We have come full circle. Now he's interviewing us. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think 13 tracks gets it across. Get your point across. 13 is the exact number that's bang. I'm going to say not this little because I, although I did love what Kanye's camp did last summer with yeah. the seven track albums. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool and fresh it and different. it kept it different and it kept it, um, you know, tight. I would say I'm with you. I think no more than 13 is yeah. good. I think anywhere from t- nine to 13, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's a yeah. good range. That nine's that cut off from it being just like a short. Could be like clip. considered an EP. EP. Yeah, exactly. Not really an LP yeah. per se. But yeah. there are some Literally. people out there though that dropped it like the seven track album. Exactly. Oh, it's an yeah. album, but yeah. I mean, it, it's so like. It's such, there's so many gray areas. I, yeah, I would say nine to 13 tracks, somewhere around like the 45 minute mark, where I can. Put it on potentially in a car ride or most of it or in a commute car to ride work. Or commute to work. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right, like, right. If I see a 20 track album, I mean, I really can't. The only group that I can say, and I've said this before on the show, that I wouldn't mind a 20 track album from would be Brockhampton. Brock I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but, it's only, but the reason for it that is sense. because there's sense. six of them. Yep. It makes sense. Because there's so many voices, it makes sense for them. When they drop three albums in that year span in 2017, all the saturation series. I mean, I'm just a huge fan of them in general, so I was, I was like, yes. But I think it works, like I said, because there's only they could be only soon because there's six people, uh-huh. there's six guys. If it's one dude, it's a little bit. I mean, you can have features and things like that, but I agree. It's like, I don't yo, know. bro, like we don't want to hear you that long anymore. Everyone's dropping music so much, and we kind of want to hear your 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 chapter or your book. Yes, your exactly. Book, and then like move on. I think the only guy recently where I said, oh man, like was um. Big Crits, Forever's a Mighty Long Time. It was a double album. Yeah, that was but, a slapper. But yeah, exactly. But the vibes on both albums were completely Drake different. Drake did the same thing. And Drake I, did I know, the, and I know yes. I'm doing the mainstream, but I'm, I'm just trying to make uh, it so like if you don't listen with, to With uh, Scorpion. Right. Scorpion, yeah, yes, 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 yes. But you're yes. right, that works. That when, works. When you have that attention. Yes, if because Big Crits' first half was very like his bangers, his southern trap hardcore stuff I mean with a few things sprinkled in there he had like that one track at the end of it uh, that first album uh, Getaway which had like a nice vocal sample and it was a little bit more harmonious and then, but it went, flew in so, uh, went in so nicely with the second half which was a lot more melodic toned down very uh, you know sort of it had more of emotion to it so um, and he has, a sta- he, he has the established career where he, he does. can do that and he can do that and same thing with Drake people, yes. people will listen to like I said there's very few artists that can do that and it's only because like Kendrick could probably do it too yeah. mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. yeah um, you're right you know guys like that uh, you know and again like I said Revenge of the Dreamers like the, the new J. Cole yeah. uh, collective but again there's like I mean how many voices were in that so right. it's just that kept it fresh so anyway that's what I would say I think I think 9 to 13 tracks it's interesting you say that too just to hop right back into that yeah, um, one of my favorite artists of all time Currency Currency the hot spinner I'm such a fangirl for my name my Xbox gamer tag currency right but anyway (laughs) currency but what he does underrated yes and you know what he wants to be he doesn't want to be in mainstream right and he's very old honestly because he was he was signed to young money when i was going to high school and that was like 2011 or excuse me 2010 he's been around for a while yeah point being so 
the thing that he does is he has that he has this thing where he'll drop a ton of EPs. Like he like you were saying, he artists who drop like a ton of music, whatever. He'll drop like three EPs, but then he'll give you like 13, 14 song album piece, like or whatever. So he's really creative because he's trying to reach whoever or whatever. And I like what he, he just does recently it. dropped something with Wiz, and then he and then about a year ago he had something with he did Fetty with Freddie Gibbs. Yep, he did yeah. that. Oh that album, man, and I'm a huge I'm a, Freddie Gibbs. I'm guy. a yeah, me too. Man, I like you so much more. Matt, wow. Have you guys listened to Bandana? Yeah. Oh, what do you think man. about Bandana? Oh, Bandana. The fact is, I did. I watched an interview that he did, and he got Mad Lib to come out of the house. Apparently, Mad Lib never does interviews, never comes out of the house. So like, no one ever bro. hears from him. So no one sees him. And he showed up in the studio. Freddie Gibbs cried. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and, awesome, and, yo, yeah, it's incredible, man. It slaps. He's a different type of rapper, but big fan of freddie gibbs he goes hard he's another one who's very low-key wants to be low-key and you know he puts out good i didn't stuff. if you're I a fan of, he wants to be i didn't see oh, him that yeah. way but like hearing your perspective of it now he makes so much more sense to me he's independent and he, he'll never sign you know so. I, I was looking at him as more not music type wise i was right. looking at him more as like a saint john oh okay, okay i was no, looking yeah. at him wrong <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a freddie <laughs> freddie's freddie's legit he's hard I, in, oh, I know. I wasn't yeah. saying no, music no, no, type. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely yeah, yeah. not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I know you weren't saying. You were saying comparatively, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not, not musically. No, yeah. I, I understood your comparison. Um, no, I about wanting to be low key, right? I, I, yeah, Bandana Man to me, like, so when we just dropped our um, our mid year, uh, we do like mid year lists on this. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar. So like yeah. with, our, with our catalog, I, I know Washi, you've watched us. You're, hopefully, hopefully we got a new new uh yeah, absolutely. No, you <laughs> new do, fan yeah. of you, Colby. Absolutely. Uh, and you guys are by the way, welcome on anytime. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you drop that album, you have to you have to come back on. This is have to come back on. Both of you guys have to come back on. And we'll talk about the album when it when when it drops. I'd love that. Anyway, um with Freddie, so I had it I have it right now or well currently uh, for my top ten albums of twenty nineteen so far, I, at the mid year, and I have Bandana at number two. Yeah. Not including anything that's come out past Wait, what's number one? My number one album of the year. Yeah. So far, so my number one album of the year so far is James Blake's Assumes Assume Form. Wow. Have you heard? I don't that? know. So I Travis Scott know. got on it. Broman Broman loves. Oh, he did that song with. Uh, was Twenty One on that with him or Travis Scott? It was Travis, Travis Scott and uh, Travis Scott. Metro. It was. It was. <laughs> it's okay. Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin. Dude, that song's awesome. Mm-hmm. That song's so good. Album's phenomenal. Yo, I'll, like, I'll play that in the ride right, home. We're on Spotify right now. Yeah, Broman put me on that song. I'll play it on the ride home. It's right. really it's, good. Listen, Perfect it's night very abs- okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is okay. So that's my album. Like late at night, chilling. Uh-huh. Right? right, like it's it's just a mood. It puts you somewhere <laughs> mentally. Like it's so relaxing. And his, cool. I love his voice. And there's this one track on there. It's, I mean, I'm telling you, fucking gorgeous. Uh, called Barefoot in the Park with Rosalia. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Rosalia. She's a singer. My God, when you like, you guys have to hit me up. You know, when you get home and and let me know after you listen to it. It's like it, like you, it'll, you'll be, you'll be stunned. It's just, it's so gorgeous to me. Like, and then I'm a huge Outkast guy, and he had Andre 3000 on there. He's like Andre 3000 is probably my favorite rapper of all time. I love how we're, um, like the younger up and not that he's up and coming, but. The younger musicians are starting to collab with like Post Malone, Ozzy Osbourne, St. John, and Lenny Kravitz. Like Gary Vee's been stressing that. Um, Lil Nas. Like, look what happened to him with Billy Ray. Sa- Dude, it's by like, the way, Ozzy Osbourne. Thomas, man, you got Ozzy Osbourne on the Post Malone album. That dude killed it. Come on. I when I know. saw that, I was like, I didn't know that he could even like function, <laughs> but he killed that. When I, I saw the Ozzy Osbourne in the track listing, and I'm like, oh boy. This is about to be a disaster. Like, I was, I was, that was my initial thought, and then I saw Travis Scott of the song, and I'm like, 
I haven't liked a lot of Travis's. Guest versus <laughs> lately, I thought they've just been a little bit just kind of mundane and just lackluster. Nah, lackluster. Yeah. That's what happens when it. everybody yeah. wants you on a song, dude. You got and when your album like it was. I felt again. I said this on the show. That Astro World, I think, was Travis Scott's Super Bowl, and he's having a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover right now. Right, I thought right, I felt okay. that way, like because that album was so freaking good. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, by the way, first of all, it just gets out of the way. Travis on that song, amazing. Thought he added so right. much to it, but uh, I guess that Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy, bro, dude, he, he took it, it away. blew me and away. Then, and then him and Posty were harmonizing. It blew me what? away. <laughs> Post Malone, I'm telling you. From somebody, when I first heard White Iverson, I hated that guy. And now, <laughs> Beer Bombs and Bentleys was on, is in my top five last yeah. year. Um, yeah. For my 2018, that was one of our first episodes. I did. I had Beer Bombs and Bentleys at number five for my top albums of, because I'm an album listener. And, um, Which yeah. is good. Yeah. Uh, and means, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. That's, that's real fandom. Music, yeah. That's real fandom. <laughs> yeah. And Beer Bongs was at the, at the f- number five for me. And I liked it that much. And it was, even Cody was a bit like, really? You have it that high? I'm like, love this album because when I thought about because I go off mostly like I think of it like 75% how much do I play it and then like 25% of like okay the artistic kind of message or like some some, so that could kind of trump it a bit because sometimes you're sacrificing a little bit of sound when you're trying to do something different balance yeah no that's huge too I think you know like when they're you know when artists put messages I think you know going to one of the more mainstream artists now one of the more upcoming that gets a lot of flack it's Trippy Red on his new album exclamation point he has a song snakeskin and he's literally like talking about like don't commit like suicide he's like don't like compare yourself to me don't compare yourself to superstars people with money like don't you know what i mean and i thought that was that was like one of his best ones he's ever made you know what i mean for someone to get the flack that he gets i was like that was a really special song it was really cool so i can appreciate that yeah, yeah. i don't really like his music no but, yeah exactly um, yeah anyway yeah so i mean like i said i so for me yeah my number one out yeah so james blake assume for you guys check that one out you, yeah. I'm, I'm serious i think you'll you'll enjoy it yeah pretty solid but um well this is guys this has been this is a lot of fun uh, yeah this is great this is dope as hell this <laughs> is dope awesome as hell. I, hey, thank you so much for having us bro absolutely dude, seriously no and i like i said to you um i watch well, i just really appreciate like again your your hustle your your commitment to this and i i really hope that you are successful i mean that from a genuine standpoint and you know I think we got a good little, we got a little thing going. I'd love to have you guys back, and yeah. and then just obviously just you know you guys should just chill, dudes. Yeah, we should shoot the shit, <laughs> and chill. Yeah. You guys are dope as hell. So. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, I mean, I love I love dude. working with good people, genuine people, and smart people, and you definitely. You know, oh yeah, man. Hundred percent. Thank so. you, man. I really yeah. appreciate it, and I love what you're doing. So, uh, thank you. So, and Colby. Yeah, you you have a you have a job with us <laughs> when, whenever. I know you're not a teacher, but like we can we can work something yeah, out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We could. You can be like an asterisk, you know what I'm saying? He was yeah, like, yeah. he was over here like, I don't know how I'm gonna be like on this shit. I'm like, bro, you'll be fine, like you're good. Yeah. And then like, right I knew he's gonna, I knew he's gonna be yeah, fine. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, no, yeah, I appreciate you, Mike. It's my first time ever doing anything like this. I appreciate you, Brandon, for just thinking of me and saying, hey, like, you wanna come do this with me? Like, yeah, this fight's fun. It's awesome, man. And yeah, got a new viewer. Me, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah like, and like you say, I've, I've, you got a new fan from you, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm excited for the album, dude. I really am, and I'm excited to keep going into your catalog. So, yeah. So, anyway, any listeners here, um, if you're not convinced yet, I mean, go check this man's this man's music out. He he really is doing something different for sure. And I, any uh, if anybody's in the area, Boston area, um, make it out to his shows. Follow him on his. What's your Instagram handle? Just for everybody that uh, that was on his, so can follow you and figure if anyone becomes a fan, <laughs> or they should anyway. Washi XXC. That's W A S H Y XXC. Washi XXC. 
Yep. And uh, check out our Instagram as well. Uh, we'll do a write-up as well, uh, post, and we'll, you know, we'll tag you and all that stuff and, uh, for this episode. So, again, uh, follow Washi on Instagram. Uh, go check out his music. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify, Spotify correct? It's on everything. 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 SoundCloud, Just all that washy. shit. Just yep. Um, yep, so check him out. And, uh, yeah, so, again, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for listening for this hour and, you know, 20 minutes. Uh, this is Mike from the Turntable Teachers, and uh, class is dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,